Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us for our episode, our ninth episode. Ninth. This is nine in a row, and we've been doing this for nine weeks, and we have nothing to show for it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all. We have we have our our internal pride for the dozen, for the dozens of you out there. There's dozens thank of you. us, dozens. We don't yeah. have we don't have a special like name for our fans. Like you know how there's like the deadheads and the. Well, I think we have to have Trekkies. fans first. Well, we have in a couple, order to have... We have at least a couple dozen. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? The we don't. I don't the, know. The sweeters. The, sweet, the, the sweeties. The sweeties. There you go. I like that. The sweeties. The sweeties. That'll work. To all you sweeties out there, we thank just... you for joining us. <laughs> I hope, I hope th- the four of you listening don't mind at all that we just called you the sweeties. <laughs> They'll always be sweet to me. Mm-hmm. So um, we got a we got a great show for you today. Um, very so, excited. Um, a little. Uh, we're, we're snowed in again, so we yes. get to kind of hang out and not deal with the snow and just don't look outside. It's going to get better, I promise. Every week I say we're going to have a short show and I think this might be the first week we actually have a short this show. This could be. But because of the list. But we'll get there. Well, in the list in the list is because it's all hypothetical and there's very little to to, to go off of. Exactly. So. But it'll be fun. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh you'll get to we'll get to our list in in a little bit, but first off, we're going to get some news out of the way. Extra extra read all about it. Um, first little bit of news, I was excited to see that, um, I knew it was going to happen. I knew, I always knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew they couldn't get through the show without introducing the Joker, but, uh, apparently, uh, the showrunner for Gotham, uh, Bruno Heller, um, says that the Joker will be teased by the end of season one. So we have, we will have a very, uh, a small hint towards who the Joker is, or at least what the Joker is going to look like, or that he at least exists, or you know his his little bit of origin story. If they're going to give it an origin story, it's going to be very interesting to see how Gotham um, introduced the Joker because originally he had no backstory. He was just the Joker, and then they retconned it, saying that he was a part-time crook. He took on the uh, persona of the Red Hood. He fought the Batman. He fell into the chemicals, and then he became the Joker from there from there on. So. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, sometimes they give him a, a, a name, Jack Napier. He was a one-time gangster uh, sort of thing, uh, like Mask of the Phantasm kind of alluded towards that as well as the mm-hmm. uh, original 1989 Tim Burton Batman uh, film. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, exactly what happens. And this will be great because that was my number five prediction for 2015. Oh, yeah. That they would introduce both the Joker and one additional major character. And from what I heard, this is the week they introduced the Scarecrow. Yes, yes, that's so true. So those are my two. Yes. Which I, as much as I love the show Gotham, I did not like how they did the okay. Scarecrow. I'm behind by three episodes, so I'll probably catch up on that tonight while I'm editing. Okay, so you don't but, want me to... <laughs> no, you don't have to spoil anything. I do know right. Scarecrow, though. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that my number yeah. five may come true. How, so how many do we have true now? Th- uh, three? Four? So we got the five. So number five, which was Gotham show. Um, we've got the... Fantastic Four movie might be true. Yep. What well, they can't do um, might be. We have to because uh, we did the Netflix thing and that came true. Yeah, with the interview. Although I did TV shows. Oh yeah. Um, we had some that weren't that didn't make the list that we that we said could have counted. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The Flash and the Arrow. Yeah, that's the, all right. That one you had okay. would have counted. But yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have at least one come true. Gotham TV. And actually, number seven could come true. Fifty Shades of Grey will gross more money than the highest grossing Twilight movie. Uh, because uh, from what I've read, I think AV Club put it out that it actually paid attention more to story than Twilight and Hunger Games. Like it actually is like so, as a movie for the sake of a movie. A fanfic kind of about so, a book spending more time about actual story. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll not see. fan service. Oh man. Yeah. 
Well, that'll be fun. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that they're taking my ideas. So you know, I don't need a royalty check. Just a nice thank you would be great. Yeah. Nice, a nice tweet. Thank you, Ryan at Sweet Twelve for telling us that the Joker is going to be here because we had no idea. Yeah. So on to number two. Um, this is kind of just just a little tidbit of news. Uh, Star Wars, as you know, is now owned by Disney. What? And they love. When to, did that happen? They love to make movies. They'd also love to merchandise, and they love to do everything that they can to make lots of money. So, part of their Star Wars scheme is they're going to start making spinoff movies. And the first one has been rumored to star today. I think it was today. They had yeah, kind of put out a, yeah. a casting rumor. Mm-hmm. So, the male and female leads were, were rumored to have been cast. Uh, Felicity Jones, who played uh, Stephen Hawking's wife in Theory of Everything. I liked her. Is uh, currently the I don't know if she's confirmed or the front runner or the rumored lead female, and then Aaron Paul from shows like I don't know Breaking Bad, and that uh, uh, Need for Speed movie. Yes, the Need for Speed movie uh, is apparently the the lead male for for the the part. Which I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, and it's nothing against Aaron Paul because I think he's a tremendous actor. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's so recognizable as a different role to throw him into something as big as a star wars movie could be bad for i don't know life itself i think i think just the idea of star wars spinoff movies right now is just bad for bad for life they should get a trilogy under their belt first they should at least get the first movie done before they start rumoring extra movies Mm -hmm. i don't need to have all three movies done well they need to have it like, released okay it needs to be december before you start saying this is gonna be a spin-off of our new canon sure okay we haven't even seen the new canon you can't get me excited about a movie that i'm not sure i'm even gonna like in the first place right to say oh, we're gonna have spin-offs of this movie that would be that would be on par with you know marvel doing the avengers first and then deciding to film all the side movies after or during the filming of the oh, marvel movie right not knowing how well Marvel was going to do, mm-hmm. you know that that might be. Yeah, but Disney Disney can jump the gun here at Star Wars. They're going to make a billion dollars worldwide, and then they can do whatever the hell they want, Un- unless movies. it sucks so bad. It's still going to make a billion, but if it sucks, then you know they can't really do anything. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I just I, I can't know. get excited about spinoff movies when I haven't seen a starting movie yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on our list is just a little thing. I was hoping we could do this live. Uh, the, I saw some news about the Daredevil TV show trailer coming out today. So I look up the news article, and it's only the trailer preview that's out today. So 15 seconds. 15 seconds. So now that it's a trailer for the trailer. It's a trailer trailer. So when's that going to stop? I, I don't care about a teaser teaser trailer. A teaser teaser? I don't care. A teaser for the teaser? I think this might be the only time. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't want to see. Ooh, do you want to see the first three seconds of the trailer? No, I don't. I remember when they leaked the first 10, 15 minutes of Aliens vs. Predator, and that was for, like, promotional purposes, uh-huh. and that's fine. Go ahead and do that, and leak me part of the movie. Get me excited. Don't leak me a teaser trailer of the trailer. Don't leak me 15 seconds of a two-minute trailer. 15 seconds. We were, gonna, we were all excited to watch it. It was like, 15 seconds? We're not wasting my time with that. No. Next week, you'll get a review of the Daredevil trailer, or maybe we'll tweet it out or something, because I'm sure I won't be able to wait that long. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Um, Number four? Number four, Teen Titans uh, has been confirmed. Confirmed. I didn't even know it was even in talks or even it was even in rumors as a, as a for a TV show. 
So I'm excited about that. It sounds like TNT is going to pick it up. Yep. And good, fine. More, again, like I said time and time before, have more comic book content on television. I don't mind it at all. Just be careful when you start releasing, when DC starts releasing movies, that they're not stepping on their own toes mm-hmm. when they already have characters established on television and they have to start, you know, um, messing around with canon. Yeah. Which they already had a big problem with before. With what? Well, with the... Essentially, I guess, because they remade the Batman trilogy. Oh, Batman right. animated series didn't have anything to do with Batman. T- no, the animated yeah, series did. Superman so. did. Oh, there's a new Batman animated show that's supposed to be coming out soon. They're always redoing Batman. Which is sad, because there hasn't been a good Batman animated show since, uh, let's see. Oh, Batman the Animated Series. Well, Batman Beyond. That's pretty And good. Batman Beyond. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. Those, that's where it was good. The We talked about a couple weeks ago about Supergirl being a TV show mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be on CBS. And the executive producer for that show is also the executive producer and show. I think he's the showrunner. Maybe not, but he's the also Titans? the executive producer. No, of Flash and Arrow. Oh, okay. And CBS won't let them cross over. Which is baloney. Which is weird because CBS owns a share of CW and they won't let them cross over. Huh. So he's, you know, who knows what TNT will let them do if they can maybe cross over some of the Teen Titans eventually. But Oh, yeah. And have Flash come on and this and that. So yeah, who knows? And finally, and more comic book news, because apparently that's all that we found today. Um, JK <laughs> that's, Simmons, all, that's all anybody's talking about, though. That's the problem. Well, those are the big movies now. Right. I mean, right. You don't, you don't hear about the Oscar movies because, or like movies that could be Oscar winners because they're, they're indies and they don't come out until the end of the year. So right. then that's when they get their And they don't, get, they don't get any buzz behind them. No. Bless, Bless you, Charlie. Bless you. So number five, J.K. Simmons did an interview on Howard Stern the other day, and he let slip that he's probably going to be returning to play jk simmons in the new spider-man movies so that's exciting that's so exciting i'm so happy about that so at least they'll have some continuity within their within their movie (laughs) yeah which which would be good we we talked about him before he was our number two um marvel villain was he number two he was number two behind loki that's right because we couldn't have him any higher because he wasn't a true villain and blah blah blah. you know listen to our podcast if you want to hear the whole list um i'm excited about it i i don't think anybody could ever replace him replace him as J. Jonah Jameson Mm-mm. you just you you can't do it he was he was born for the role yeah I know Charlie he was born for I the know role. he was yeah Charlie's very excited she wants to be in this podcast more than I think anybody else does right I know right you're you're our best you're our best special guest yes you are you're the best special guest all right should we go to the list we haven't even introduced what the list is yet we haven't introduced what the list is i teased it once but i don't think anybody caught that so we decided this week since we're snowed in and we i don't know i don't know what you made you think of this list i was just going through on my phone and i it was like 10 o'clock at night i was laying in bed and all of a sudden um i just had this idea and i don't know where it came from to do the best fictional movies from the television show seinfeld but you don't see any of the movies. You hear bits and clips of some of them on different shows, on different episodes, but you don't ever really hear or see anything of the movie. And most of the descriptions come from the characters or from the DVD commentary. Um, but apparently they made mention to, I believe, 22 movies, uh, which which is a lot for, for a TV show. To make up. I mean, none of these were produced. They even kind of gave some of them backstories and movies starred real life actors. So in this fictional universe, they had movies that were starring like uh, Harrison Ford, 
and Sally Field, and it was you know it was really funny how uh, was it Larry David's the showrunner. Yes. So he was the well, one. He, he's one of the creators. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really neat to see that they try to make these movies come to life for the characters, even though they're all fictional. It would never make the light of day in real life. Very few of them have a cast. Uh, of very few of them have even a premise. Yeah. And very few of them have a premise. Um, so it's going to be kind of fun just to sit here and speculate and have a good time. Um, they had they, There were 22 yeah. movies that they just made up. Yep. And they gave some. They gave most of them a premise, and then the rest of them they just kind of left into the uh, into the story and just had the characters talk about them. So it was really funny to go through. Uh, did you mention the Seinfeld wiki? No, I didn't. Yeah. I just I mentioned that we found twenty two and narrowed it down to twelve. Yeah, it was on the Seinfeld wiki where we were able to get the list and just to go back and watch some of the episodes that had the movies in them. And and the the thing about it is, is at the time. I should say at the time for for the show, movies were a very big part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. They would have to go to a show. They had to you know they would miss it. It was sold out. They would try something else. They really want to watch this, so they have to wait for everybody to come see it because they don't want to see it without a certain character of the show. So it's really interesting how many movies that they just made up. They never you know and they used some real movies at the time, mm-hmm. like The English Patient, and well they didn't use you know the- Weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah, well, the English patient wasn't the movie she was seeing. She was gonna go. That was the movie she was gonna see. Sack lunch. Well, right, but, but the, they the mentioned English real patient movies was yes, they, yeah. they, yes. Excuse me, they mention real movies and they go see real movies like Schindler's List, mm-hmm. but they don't, you know, they don't put as much um, story behind, with the exception of Schindler's List and the English patient, uh, behind the the real movies as they do the the fake made up movies. These are the ones that the characters wait in line for hours on, that you see them waiting for the movie and they're just outside for the whole episode yeah. just and you never see the movie you just hear about it mm-hmm. so it's really cool um to kind of go through and kind of relive the episodes and think what our favorite movies would be from this um from this list or, or what the big budget movies the the or what big we box would, office what we would ones. maybe have on our list of right of best movies of these movies. of these 22 we had to pick the best of the best so um you can jump right in you can go ahead with number 12 because i'd you gonna put the list back up i can't see it oh number 12 is uh that one. Oh, means to an end yes. yes okay number 12 number 12 is means to an end um and it does mention that it's sold out so we already know that it's a popular movie um and that's it that's all we have and i i picked it because it f- seems like it would be a very uh, like psychological thriller type thing you know means to an end is what i you know is what i got out of so it. you're thinking you're thinking kind of like uh you thinking like Christopher Nolan mind yeah, freak sure. like Inception or yeah. you thinking like let's go with that like M Night Shyamalan it's no. a twist mind freak what a, what a twist no I think like psychological thriller kind of thing okay that's my that's my diagnosis of means to an end yeah I could I could see that right I'm um, just ended up just going off the name and that everyone was excited to see it and it was sold out at the one show that they wanted to go to so. Crappy movies don't get sold out. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not true. That's not true. Why? Think of all the minute openings of the Twilight movies. Oh yeah, they're all sold out. Yes, that's because crappy movies will always get sold out. And actually, in fact, the crappy movies probably get sold out the most because the fan base will often flock to see it because it's only crappy to us. That's true. Uh, what eleven is now? Moving on to eleven. Let's go to eleven. Um. Rochelle Rochelle, which was actually much higher on my list. Uh, yeah, okay, and we'll argue this one for a while. Rochelle Rochelle is will. a very, 
very big uh, uh, movie throughout the show. It's reoccurring on several episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, they mention it in the theater. They mention it when they go rent uh, movies. Uh, and they mention it even in other shows. That, uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm had, or Larry David mentioned it. Not Maybe not in Curb, but it was like in a commercial or something like that. He had mentioned uh, Rochelle. Rochelle was his favorite uh, movie. And so uh, um, the the tagline for the movie is a young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. So what Ryan had said was basically it's like an art house porno. Mm-hmm. Is is the only reason that people go see this is because the is uh, due to the gratuitous amounts of female nudity. It's, it's appropriate smut. It's not yes. hard. It's not <laughs> yeah, hardcore it's porn. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. It's classy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So this movie is teased. Throughout the entire series, um, George even rents it and runs into his old girlfriend at the video store while he has the movie, and he ends up, I think he ends up losing it, and he has to pay a whole bunch of money to the video store so they can purchase another copy. Um, this is the, also a movie that they, everyone got stuck seeing because of uh, another movie that they went to go see was sold out, and they couldn't get a seat. Um, and the only reason I have it on here, and then they all left because they didn't like it, mm-hmm. but the only reason I have it on the list because it was spun off. Um, and in the in the sixth season, um, you, you actually find out that it becomes a Broadway musical adaptation starring Bette Midler in the lead role <laughs> of the Rochelle Rochelle woman. And so I figure it has to have some sort of following if they spin it off into a Broadway show yeah. that you know had to do decent enough at the box office. So we figured that it would be an interesting movie to see, although I don't want to see Bette Midler. I don't want to see the Broadway version. Of the, Broadway, the, nudity. the Broadway version can... Can, 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 can stay, see the original can theatrical but we had you know we had even yeah. mentioned that it, it could have even been something like uh could have been like showgirls where yeah i never where saw like, that where well where like it's you know it I mean strip te- you know, it's, it was a strip tease was that the movie demi Moore? there's two of them there's there's a showgirl with elizabeth berkeley and there's strip tease with, with demi, Moore. Uh, demi Moore. yeah it could be something along those lines too yeah um where it has a big enough following yeah that they just go into a Broadway musical of it. That's really funny. So that that's number eleven on the list. Um, I think it's on like five or six episodes. It's one of the very funny reoccurring uh, uh, jokes that they had throughout. Is just this smut for the sake of smut. All right, and number number 10? ten is uh, it's called Blimp the Hindenburg Story. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is one that George uh, goes to see, but he goes to see twice. Yes, well, he sees it once and. Uh, apparently it's an, a really funny movie or maybe maybe no, it's really... only funny because of what he does see i put it on the list because i figure it's gonna be like you know a history story i thought it was gonna be i thought it was like team america type humor no no you don't think so that's not my take on it you don't think blimp the hindenburg story would be like <laughs> team america type? i think the title is is funny just for the sake of funny but when you look at the 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 reason everybody's laughing is because he's making jokes during the movie and so he tries to go back again to make jokes, but somebody else has a laser pointer. Who's also, I mean, but they're also engaging in humor for the movie. I mean, right. they, it's you can think of them as like trying riff tracks, like they're both in right. there trying right. to right trying to riff this really bad right. movie, which I think I don't know. I I envisioned it as it being a funny, funny. See, I, I envisioned a funny it movie, being like a comedy, a, like like a, like imitation game, you know, where it's a true to life. You know, based on a true story, you know, of, like of dodgeball, the Hindenburg. Like dodgeball, the underdog story. No, not like I mean, that. 
No, no. So, okay, I, that's I, interesting. I, I thought I thought you would have went the the historical route. Oh, no, I totally went the the humor route just based on reading this. I've never mm. seen the episode. Sure. You know, I've only watched maybe five total episodes of Seinfeld all the way through. Sad. And so reading this and seeing that 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 he was laughing because he shouted out a phrase. You know, that's mm-hmm. gotta hurt. Um, when the Hindenburg t- crashed. To me, it makes it sound like it was it's supposed to be a like it was supposed to be a funny movie, and maybe sure. he was the, maybe he was the only one laughing at it. So maybe it was in poor taste, like Asses of Fire from the South Park movie. Sure. Where oh, thanks for people, coming back, Charlie. Other people wouldn't like that, but I I saw it as a, as a comedy, mm-hmm. and I think it would do better as a comedy. Nobody's gonna want to go see a Hindenburg movie. It'd be like it'd be like anti Titanic, like <laughs> right, like reverse Titanic. Like in Titanic, the story was based on a lost item. Mm-hmm. And then the hat story. What are you going to talk about somebody on the Hindenburg who exploded? You don't need to. I mean, you could just. I mean, they could just tell the story. I mean, it doesn't have to be a narrator telling the story. Well, I was survived I the know, Hindenburg. But then it's a, just a documentary, and I don't really care. It's not a documentary. Imitation game wasn't a documentary. No, it, it worked. It worked on so many levels. And then you so then just when does throw the, that so then you throw when, that storytelling when into does the your blimp the, story. So does your theoretical movie still end when the blimp explodes? It's a um. Terrible ending to the movie. <laughs> terrible ending to a movie. Man. Maybe, maybe it ends and then maybe there's a guy uh, shoveling the I rubble into a wheelbarrow <laughs> and then uh, hauling it off into a, uh, to the body. Dump. You see dead bodies sprawled around and it's yes. plays, it plays yeah. taps for no apparent reason. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a movie I'd watch. <laughs> We're not screenwriters, by the way. We don't claim to be. We just like movies. We do like movies, and I think Blimp would be would be a watchable movie, uh, mm-hmm. historically speaking. Yeah. Be a nice nonfiction uh, uh, movie. So, uh, was that ten? We're moving that on to was nine. Number ten, number nine. Number nine is Cold Fusion, and this is on the list so high because it makes it reminds me. Um, have you seen The Saint with Val Kilmer? Uh, bits of it. Yeah, I've not seen all. And of then it. and then they do the, uh, the the premise behind that is they made a cold fusion generator to help heat up the mm-hmm. Russia or whatever the hell it was. And so that you know the movie Cold Fusion reminds me of The Saint, which reminds me of a good movie with Val Kilmer. Now I think Cold Fusion, Seinfeld. So I think that that's going to be a good movie. I think that's going to be an exciting, maybe not necessarily political thriller, but yeah, maybe political thriller. Yeah, this has this is a another movie with no synopsis. They just want to go see it. Yeah, and that's the thing for me is, is another big another. Uh, um, tell her that these are big movies is that people are waiting for the other character to go see it. Mm-hmm. So in this one, Jerry is actually waiting for Kramer uh, to go see it. And we'll see um, that a lot more as we get higher up is that all these characters just start waiting um, uh, for each other to go, to go see a specific movie. I feel like cold fusion could also be a, a cold war comic book movie. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe like there, like there, maybe there's a, like there's a Soviet villain called cold fusion or something. <laughs> And it's up to the American hero, whomever it would be in this universe, to stop Cold Fusion. It could be. It could be. Um, again, some of these ones, just by the name, I mean, Cold Fusion, even if you did, like, word association, mm-hmm. like, Cold Fusion to me sounds like sounds like Cold War. It sounds like a science fiction movie. Yeah. Or, I'd like to see it. Or, or Cold War, or maybe even a futuristic movie. I mean, I could word associate for days on just Cold Fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a new type of uh, new type of dance. It's called the Cold Fusion. <laughs> it's a dance movie. It's like Step Up to the Streets, Cold Fusion. See, now you're hooked. 
You're, you're no, in on it. I'm not hooked. I'm just imagining what, what a dance with the cold fusion would look like. They shiver and... Would it be like the robot, but shivering? Yes. Because like, you get frozen in time? Yeah, there's a lot of popping and locking involved and perhaps some twerking. Some electric boogalooing. Little ladybug thrown in there, you know? All, all kinds of things. I like it. All of, all of them are thrown in there. All right. Number eight. Number eight? Yeah. Number eight is uh, Ponce de Leon, which... I think... And again, this is me being still maybe so caught up in the imitation game. As Ponce de Leon, I'm thinking it's another great, you know, historical account you know, movie-wise, with Ponce de Leon and his search for the Fountain of Youth. But they actually have, like, a synopsis for the movie. The film yes, concerns the Spanish conquistador, Juan Ponce de Leon, and his mythical search for the Fountain of Youth. One scene that got to George was when Ponce and his crew splashed around in the supposed Fountain of Youth, only to realize when he looked in the mirror that it did not have mythical powers. The film is also referring... That's different. See, that, that sounds like a very dramatic film you know it does they, they search hard for it everybody's just dirty and sweaty but i'm thinking maybe not and then they run through the fountain why would george like it but elaine not if it was a if it was a dramatic movie i feel like elaine's character would be more appreciated if it was a dramatic movie i'm thinking it could have been a buddy comedy <laughs> and so they're splashing around yeah we found that buddy know. comedy yes. that's interesting well like again like i told you before it sounds like clone high when it was ponce and jfk you know frolicking around the school yeah yeah I mean, it would just be it'd be a buddy comedy where, where ponce is the alpha how many episodes of there are clone high 13 are we gonna do the top 12 episodes of clone high no we should but we are gonna have clone high on a future list lots of future lists we should yeah um i i pictured it as something i pictured it as a comedy as a funny just a bro comedy so you went way left field and i went yeah. very to the point it's, well, just read him the description that George liked. The George, yeah, didn't. and George, yeah, and George is, I guess, quote George the dumber is, of the two. George is going to appreciate, I think, a dumb humor comedy more mm-hmm. than Elaine would. And if it was more of a dramatic movie, they could both appreciate it. Because that's not to say that that Costanza doesn't like comedy or right. drama. He does, right. but I think it fits the character better if it's a yeah, comedy. Yeah, because uh, when and we'll talk about it a little bit more, I. think. Oh, no, we won't, actually. It didn't make the list. But Elaine, whenever she goes to the video store, she in one episode, she goes for this uh, guy's Vincent's picks, and he's all, like, outhouse movie picks, and he and she loves, you know, this guy's picks at the, at the video store. It could also... And so you... Th- so maybe... maybe it could also stand a reason that maybe, if she does only, like, arthouse movies, it could stand a reason that Ponce maybe is a high-budget movie, and which is why she doesn't like it. Sure. Because it could still be dramatic. Think, like, Exodus mm-hmm. and... And Noah recently, the, the biblical movies that are just these massive productions of retellings of, of stories, where that that's very divided because some people don't appreciate the grandeur of the film because oh it, that's not how it was Noah didn't do that and well, I mean, real, that's a debate for a, a different podcast but <laughs> yeah we're gonna touch uh, we're biblical not gonna fiction t- we're not gonna touch about that um, but I think that it could be either it could be a dramatic movie it could be a comedy but we definitely know it's not a movie elaine likes correct she likes art house correct. movies but since george liked it we're gonna do george's the everyman and that's why maybe it does a little bit dumb, better the dumb guy yeah the, the popcorn flick exactly the guy exactly he won't go see the art houses even though elaine likes to see them and this was uh maybe i mean they're not they're not dating so it's not like they would have to go together anyway no so. but they're friends <laughs> they are friends so it's fine hold on we're gonna go to number We'll go ahead straight on to number seven then. Yes, the muted heart, and this actually has a cast. Two two people in the cast. 
Glenn Close and Sally Field, and that's it. No, just kidding. Um, it stars Glenn Close and Sally Field uh, that we know of, and George wanted to see Firestorm, but due to his we'll recent, yeah, do, yes, we will get to it. the movie with Howie Long. Just kidding, it's a different movie. Hmm. Uh, George wanted to see it, but he couldn't, uh, and he has uh, because he's engaged with Susan, and Susan wants to go see uh, the Muted Heart again. So this seems like a total chick flick, but I think it would do well. Do very Especially well with Sally Field and Glenn Close, who are oh, tremendous actresses. Yeah, that, I mean, this is Sally Field in the '90s and Glenn yes. Close in the '90s, yes. so they they have they still have a lot of film cred. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. I don't know when this episode was, but I'm sure Sally was coming off of in the '90s. Tomatoes, Fried Green Tomatoes, or Steel Magnolias. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know what Glenn Close did in the '90s, other than 101 Dalmatians. That was late '90s. I'm sure she did a ton of stuff, but yeah. I never saw it <laughs> exactly because I mean we weren't. Glenn Close's but they wouldn't have they the wouldn't 90s. have mentioned those two names without them being famous at the time. Correct. So correct. You could think of something like this being like the other sister, or what was that movie that had Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock in it, where they were witches? You know that movie? It could be something like that too. You're talking about Hocus Pocus? No, that's Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. No, there was a movie starring Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. I've no idea what you're were, talking about. They were witches. And they were witches? Yeah. It was, and it took place, it was like a realistic setting. It wasn't like Hocus Pocus where it was clearly like Disney magic. No, I have n- oh, no, I'm trying to think I of the have movie. no idea. I've seen it a couple times. It's actually quite No idea what you're talking about. Good. Um, but that's how I would picture this. Maybe not the, with the fantasy in it, but you know, maybe two sisters or two close friends. Sure. Battling something. Muted heart, maybe. Practical Magic, Thank 1998. You. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Diane West, Stalker. Thank you. Channing. Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Thank you. Yeah. Practical Magic. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a plug for that movie from the 90s. Yes, you're welcome. But yeah, Nicole so Muted Kidman. Heart would be would be like maybe, maybe like sisters battling something. Maybe one of the sisters' husbands died, and so the Muted Heart is she can't get over it or she can't find love again. It could be something like Ooh, that. Nicole Kidman was in another witch movie. Can you name it? Uh, Starring Wolf. Oh, uh, Bewitched. Yeah, hey, good yeah. job. I didn't even have to tell you. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. That's impressive. I would totally forgot about that until I started looking up uh, Nicole Kidman witch movies. Mm-hmm. She's a witch, all right. She's a but yeah, so Muted Heart. Um, She's a witch, Harry. It'll, it'll do well in theaters. I won't go see it unless I have to get dragged to it by my engagement with Susan. Yeah, yeah. Susan would be the only. But person I would. I, could, I probably would see, see it film. on. Like I'd probably see it on late night TV. Like, yeah, maybe. Was, like that's how I saw Practical Magic. It was just on TV one night. Sure, oh, you it. did. You were sitting. You camped out to I get camped a out when I was to see 12. that movie. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now we start getting into the meat and Ooh. potatoes of this list. Um, we have a lot more synopsis uh, to talk about. And a lot more. Um, Do we though for this one? There's a lot more. Yeah. What one is this now? This is this one. Mountain High. Yes. This. <laughs> This was an R-rated movie. And this is from the episode where Kramer um, gets a new telephone number, and it is one number off from the movie phone line. So you remember the days, kids, where you had to call up on the phone to the movie phone line to get the uh, to get the listing and showtimes of all your favorite movies. Yeah, I do. I remember that. So this was very big. So Kramer is the movie phone guy, and he just, just embraces it and just starts looking at the newspaper for all of the times <laughs> of the of the movies. And so, Mountain High, starring Kevin Bacon and Susan Sarandon. When they were together. When they were together. Are they still together? They oh. were together? Oh, no. Who is... You're who's, thinking... Who's Tim Robbins. Was yeah, Susan Tim Robbins. Sarandon. And Kevin Susan Bacon's Sarandon. with Kira Sedgwick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, Kevin Bacon and Susan Sarandon. So, two big names from, from that time. Uh, so, it's going to be another 
it looks high like grossing it looks movie. like a like an action drama movie to yes. me because the tagline is there's no higher place than mountain high mountain high and then apparently one of the lines of dialogue is you got to get me over that mountain and then like the mountain <laughs> explodes or something yeah so i could see it as being something along the lines of a very action packed like mountain climbing movie yeah suspense movie like like cliffhanger but not yes. sucky 127 hours less drama less drama yes it's like a cross between 127 hours and cliffhanger 127 cliffhangers mm-hmm it'd be a terrible movie yes it would it's be a lot of cliffhangers that'd be a lot a of stallone and um, uh who's the villain in cliffhanger i don't know John Leguizamo. No, Lithgow. Jonathan Lithgow. John Leguizamo. Not John Leguizamo. Not, John Lithgow. not Luigi. No, Lithgow. No, definitely not Luigi. That's funny. So, so. yeah, I think I think we're on the same page with Mountain High. It's I could a big, also. I mean, it's R-rated film, action-y. so you know it's yeah. got action. It's oh, yeah. gonna have language. Because mm-hmm. um, most, I mean, it can't just be action to have the R. It has to have the language. Maybe there's a sex scene because they're stuck on the mountain. They have to keep warm on the mountain. As they're climbing it's the it. first stages of hypothermia. <laughs> we need to take off our clothes and huddle together for warmth. And then Kevin Bacon and Susan Sarandon going at it. Or maybe... In a mountain cave. Or maybe maybe the mountain is is hypothetical. It could be like a metaphorical mountain. <laughs> where Or maybe he's climbing the mountain to prove his manhood to Susan Sarandon. And so they're calling on 1990s cell phones. Here we go. No, no, no. I got it. Okay, okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. So... To prove to himself to Susan Sarandon because they're going through a messy separation and she's already moved out and found another man. He's going to climb that mountain to prove to her that he's more man than her current man. Because that is what every woman wants. Every woman would want that. Someone to go risk themselves, their lives to climb a mountain. I'll remember that the next time that my relationship isn't working out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove my love by climbing a mountain. Lucky, you just have to climb the highest uh, point in Wisconsin, which isn't very tall. At it's all. not. It could be like the Hugh Grant movie, the man who walked up a hill and came down a mountain. I have no idea. What it... You've never saw that movie either? Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, it's called the man who walked up a hill but came down a mountain. It sounds like it could be from Seinfeld. It's uh, he he's uh, he works for some government agency, and the town wants to be known for something, and so they actually build a mountain. Like they they start building a mountain like with dirt and stuff. Because it has to be, it has to meet like a legal requirement for it. Right. So it's kind of like a like a comedy drama that has some love elements in it. And it stars Hugh Grant from the '90s, so you know he's the bubbling. Is it any good? It's okay. It's oh. it's five six maybe. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's at least worth a watch if it's on TV. I wouldn't okay. seek it out. Okay. 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 I'm but, not going to now. No, but it was one of those movies that I just remember seeing because it was one of the few movies that. My parents, my mom took me to go see in the theaters because she wanted to see it. So I tagged along. <laughs> yeah. You're watching this movie. Now shut up. I also remember the only movie that she ever made me walk out of. She made you walk out? Oh. Yeah. We went and saw In and Out. Oh. You know that movie, yes, right? Yes, with Kevin Klein. Yeah. And I think mom didn't understand the premise of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started watching it and she made me walk out when he starts dancing to Macho Man. Sure. <laughs> you can't be. Because <laughs> apparently I was 12 and I couldn't. Uh, you couldn't handle gayness. Couldn't handle, couldn't handle the happiness. No. <laughs> it's funny so yeah back to mountain high um i think that's it about that yeah i i could see the i could see the ending being and the reason i was thinking cell phones is because if he's saying you got to get me over that mountain he wants the strength mm-hmm. from his ex-lover and she kind of says something in like the mountain maybe not an explosion maybe like an avalanche or something mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. screaming on the other phone kevin bacon no! <laughs> or whatever his character name was steve! it was probably kevin bacon steve, steve. <laughs> Steve Bacon. Steve Bacon. The lesser known of the Bacon brothers. 
So should we move on to number five? Number five, yes. This is this was a tough one. I was gonna put it higher on the list, but I decided not to. So the number five Good movie story. is it's called Sack Lunch. Sack Lunch. Um, this this to me just screams comedy movie. This is uh, this is a movie that came out on the exact same release day as The English Patient. Mm-hmm. In the episode, in, in of, the episode of Seinfeld. It was this, again. This is not an actual movie. She wants to go see Elaine. Wants to go see Sack Lunch. Her boyfriend, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, wants to see The English Patient, which I feel is reverse. Yes. Um, yeah, she really and she really hypes it up too in the episode. I just want to see Sack Lunch. And the other guy, because the other guy, I think, is uh, some sort of like naval army doctor or something, and so he wants to see the English Patient because to see how true to life it is or whatever. And so, I can, yeah, I remember her just really wanting to see Sack Lunch, but uh, the film is apparently. Uh, supposed to be a reference to just a more light kind of comedy to have commercial appeal to the masses, you know, kind of thing. So I think uh, I think it would be very, and, it, and it's very different from what the English Patient was supposed to be, which is a very serious, you know, Oscar-winning movie. And Elaine just it kind of seems it kind of seems counterproductive to what I had argued about earlier. Yeah, saying that Elaine would only um, see like art house movies. Yeah. She wouldn't like Ponce de Leon if it was a, if it was a comedy, a buddy comedy. No, although yeah, if this is supposed to be an escapist comedy with large commercial appeal, we're thinking movies like, like what Hangover, mm-hmm. um, Dumb and Dumber, the original. Uh, I mean, those aren't really light escapist comedies. Those are kind of dumb comedies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if light escapist means, like, American Pie. No. Um, I think like dramedies like the holiday uh love actually love actually there you go now so, and that would page. be more on par with what elaine mm-hmm. would be looking for in a movie although apparently she she has a question about the poster for the movie because are there people stuck in a giant lunch sack or do the people get shrunk down and to me now that kind of screams honey i shrunk the kids mm-hmm. which would be i guess a light escapist family comedy mm-hmm. But that would not be, I guess, on par with how I envisioned Elaine's character. So, I mean, to every, to be fair, she she doesn't just have to like those movies, and she could still not like the Blit movie because it's a dumb comedy. Whereas this might be, that could evolve. It could be a smarter comedy, yeah. Who yeah. Knows? Oh, and Dabney Coleman is the star of Sack Lunch. Who? Dabney Coleman. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Must be a made up person. No, I don't think so. Dabney Coleman is mentioned as the star of Sack Lunch. No, I'm gonna Google her now. You Google it because she doesn't have a she doesn't have a link on here. She doesn't. No, you can't. I can't click her name to get to a wiki page. Maybe you're not clicking hard enough. I I guess not. Uh, yeah, Sack Lunch. Just the name sounds funny too. I mean, I the first thing I thought of was like a a really dirty bro comedy. That guy. Okay. Yeah, it's a dude. I thought it was a girl. So if he's the star of Sack Lunch, mm-hmm. I guess maybe picture that get that picture 15 years earlier yeah 20 years earlier um i don't know i have no idea what the movie would be about that if he's the star of it it's just it's tough with the title i'm almost thinking like lunch lady <laughs> kind of movie oh, he was a crossdresser, or he was a lunch like he was like mrs doubtfire dr- like, like tootsie yeah Ooh. there you go maybe he's like tootsie and he's like the lunch lady and everybody brings a sack lunch and he, you know he gets really sad and so he starts to make better school lunches. No, no, <laughs> you lost my interest. Fine, you come up with one. Um, 
I don't know. It's tough with with the name with the name Zach Lunch. You you really can't get anything from the title on that one. That one's really tough. But Dabney Coleman, it's a lighthearted comedy. People in a bag on the, on the on movie the poster. poster. Yeah, that's a tough one. So and Lane wanted to see that instead of the ink with patient. Yep. So number four is going to be Death Punch. I believe is what it's called. Death Blow. Death Blow. Yeah, Death Blow. Death Punch. And this is this is a really interesting one because Jerry actually gets talked into um, bootlegging the movie. Like he actually films it in the theater. And he does such a good job that they want to hire him for more, but that's that's a different uh, different topic for a different time. But uh, apparently, this is just another big budget action action movie. Action yeah. movie. Oh yeah, because uh, when Kramer's outside, and then you hear like the big scream and explosion, you hear, "Oh man, we're missing the death blow!" So he <laughs> runs back in to, to watch it. So um, there's a character named Death Blow. Uh, there's a character's named Death Blow. Yes, and then there, apparently there's someone who gets the final death blow. There's some uh, some Hawaiian guy. In the, in the movie, so this is this is just another big action com- or big action comedy, big action film, um, with a lot of explosions. I'm guessing Michael Bay probably directed this one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This was before Michael Bay. Who did? Uh, who directed uh, like Face Off? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. That would be I think my, who would who would direct? Death who would direct Blow. Death Blow? That could be or Terminator or RoboCop. Judge Dredd. Well, that's James Cameron. Yeah. On those. All right. Let's see. Face off. Yeah, I think this is just your... I think this movie is your over-the-top action movie that has no no real premise other than to just beat up stuff mm-hmm. and call it a day. Because it says here, there's a scene apparently in the movie where the... Uh, oh, John Woo did face off. Wanju. 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 <laughs> apparently there's a scene where the main character so where death blow falls out of the plane but continues to fire up so my guess is like he falls out of the plane but he's got like rocket boots on or something it's so like iron man yeah type thing there's a rocketeer Ooh, the rocketeer that's a good movie it is a good movie i think yeah i think this is just going to be your standard fare hardcore action movie where it's probably pg-13 because all it is is just a bunch of action shots and explosions yeah i can see that and but uh delivers the tagline of the episode so the tagline of the movie is when someone tries to blow you up not because of who you are but because of different reasons altogether (laughs) yeah i love that tagline (laughs) but because of different reasons altogether yeah i'd go see that death plus sounds amazing yeah it's just one of those ones where you know it's just un- you know wanted. Violence. I feel like I feel like now it wouldn't hold up very well because we're talking the 1990s mm-hmm. special effects mm-hmm. and watching it now would be very cheesy. Mm-hmm. But I could see maybe at the time if I was old enough that it would be a good movie. It could I, don't worry, I don't have to worry about it anymore. No, we don't have to worry about it. Number three, um, and this one for me made the list. I, I think it's more. A psychological thriller, and I think they teased that a little bit with the uh, synopsis of the movie. Checkmate? Yes, checkmate. Checkmate. It's about, you know, chess and intrigue. So it's one of those ones where people are playing chess in the movie, but then you also see, like, the cutscene to, like, people playing, like, quote-unquote chess, like, with each other, like, with political, you know, moves and things and 
behind the scenes, do you, you know, under the table dealings and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's very um, um, espionage driven is, is my version of checkmate that I've created in my head. So I think to add on to yours, I think the opening scene of the movie would be the interrogation room and you've got the villain of the movie in there playing chess with the guy who's trying to interrogate him because of this large espionage thing. So they're going through and every time there's a chess piece that moves, it relates to a different part of the whole tale of the movie as to what happens. So there's, there's some dialogue, there's some exposition Mm -hmm. and then it shows like the guy moving the piece and maybe knocking over the other. So it shows like the guy who committed all the espionage knocking over the interrogator's piece and then it cuts to that part of the movie where this thing happens that they were just kind of ex, you sure. know, exposing and there's um, some dialogue in the film that they actually put on on air you, you hear larry david and jerry seinfeld who did the voices for the characters in the movie um that you know i didn't know you enjoyed chess your majesty oh why wouldn't i well because the king is always in jeopardy yes but it's only a game yes of course only a game so there's going to be some sort of king stabbing in that movie. But that could totally still be... I mean, you could replace the characters that I had, and it could still be that. You mm-hmm. know, you could still oh, definitely. Be the same thing definitely. Where yeah. each, each... The, the king's going to die, and uh, it's going to be some, some kind of a medieval-type movie. You think the king's going to die? Oh, sure. Yes, of course. Or, or at least an attempt on his life, and then they find out who the culprit is. That's my guess. Okay. And then it like gets leaked. It gets leaked down that so and so is supposed to kill the king, and then the king finds out. So then they just try and play this metaphorical game of chess to always try and be one step ahead of each other, and then the king wins, or you know maybe perhaps the villain wins and the king dies, hmm. or maybe the king is the villain. They're I mean, both villains. They're both because in a game of chess, there's two kings. There, there are two kings. That's true. Good point. And two queens. And two queens. And like eight pawns. 16 if you play both sides there you go <laughs> number two i think i just laughed at because the name was so funny yeah channel it's called channel this is a very big uh movie that's mentioned in a bunch of episodes yeah a couple of episodes like three i remember just one episode yeah just uh, one episode and, but then it but, also is mentioned in uh, oh same season oh, okay so two episodes two episodes yep you're right so the movie channel yes is uh, it's a movie that apparently involves an explosion to the channel tunnel, which causes evacuation. Yes. So, which is the tunnel from England to... The English Channel. Yeah, the English Channel. Thank you. Yes. I don't know why they call it the channel tunnel. It's, I mean, I understand why, because it makes for channel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and there's uh, apparently the kidnapping of the president's daughter is in this movie, so this is another very... The daughter's in the channel? Yeah, the daughter's trapped in the channel. We've got to get to the channel. Every, no, the, the the line, everybody out of the channel. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's either flooding like uh, that movie Daylight with Sylvester Stallone or perhaps there's some sort Day of explosion. where everything floods. And yeah, the- everything floods like that or, or like some big fireballs coming down in the channel. And so then you hear Larry David say, everybody out of the channel. And that's that's my, my take on it is that I could just see that scene happening where there's something coming down the channel and everybody has to run the opposite direction to try and escape. The tagline of the movie is Channel, 32 Miles of Hell. <laughs> that sounds so awesome. It sounds like a really bad B movie. Which is funny because you wouldn't have miles because it's, it's in England. England. So it would be kilometers. It would be however many kilometers Well, no, is. because it is the president's daughter and we are American. That's so true. It would, be, it would be 32 miles. Mm-hmm. Mr. President, your daughter's in the channel. <laughs> your daughter's in the channel. All right, all right. Who plays the president? 
Oh boy, who plays the president? Who plays um, the president in this movie? Boy, I'm gonna go with. You're wrong. Mid '90s. Um. Oh, mid '90s. Uh, no. I. Oh boy. We're going '95. That's yeah. a tough one. So '95 was when the episode aired. Yeah. '95. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is president. Sure. I don't know about that. Um, I think he's too old in that to be the to have a daughter that would be stuck in the channel. I'm thinking more like because I mean, think think about it. '96 was independent or '96 '97 was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It was Bill uh, Bill Pullman. I know, but I can't use Bill Pullman um, because he was already president for '97. Was Harrison Ford Air Force One? Yep. '94 was Dave, which was Kevin Klein. Yep. Um, I'm you, thinking even though he technically wasn't president, George yeah. Clooney. No, I'm thinking Brad Pitt. Shut up! I'm thinking. Well, think fast. Uh, Denzel Washington. Ooh, a black president. Oh wait, they, but they had that with a deep impact in '98. Oh yeah, you're right. So this could be this could preempt that. It could. I'm thinking. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. No, G- I was thinking John Cusack. John Cusack would be a. He'd, he'd be just a little young to have a daughter. You have to be 40 to be president. Uh, maybe you're right. Um. What do you think? Uh, Robert De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. No, Robert Downey Jr. would have been too young. Robin Williams. Sean Connery. Wasn't he president? Oh, no, he ran for president in the movie Man of the Year. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, Johnny I can't Depp. Think, I can't think of one. I, I, I keep... I don't, I don't know what, what's happening. I keep going back to Tom Hanks, and he would not be a good president. I could see him be president. <laughs> not, Tom Hanks. No. And then, and, then, and then all I think of is Apollo 13 and then Bill Paxton. And I'm like, Bill Paxton couldn't be president. What about Kevin Bacon? Nah, Kevin Bacon. Tom well, Cruise. 1990, 1995, Tom Cruise. Too short. He never, they never elect him. Think about that. He'd have to be pretty tall to be president. Okay, it's, it's an but it's thing. a movie, so he's not really five feet tall. Yeah, well, his daughter would be taller than him. <laughs> not in the movie. <laughs> She'd stand on a soapbox or something. He gets stilts. Something like that. Okay, so Ryan can't decide on no, any of those I fantastic can't. actors. None of those would have been Matthew good McConaughey. No. <laughs> all right, all Woody, right, all Woody, right. Woody Harrelson. Why don't you just go Ted Danson and be done with Ted it? Ted Danson as president, I'm there. If it's a comedy, I think we got Ted Danson as president. Yes. Yeah, if it's a comedy. I don't think it's a comedy, though. This sounds like a very serious, high-action movie. daughter's in the channel. Channel. I think it's a B movie. Everybody out of the channel! I think it's a B movie. I think it's a B, C, a C movie at best, no way. maybe. No way. This is a big-budget movie, man. Everybody wanted to go see this movie. They mentioned it twice. It's a good movie. Channel. That's my that's my synopsis. On so apparently, there are portions of the movie that are seen in the episode that are from the American President movie. Oh, interesting. So who played the American President? Martin Sheen. Yep. Nope. Other guy. Other it wasn't guy. Sheen. It was uh, Sheen was his advisor. It wasn't Martin Sheen. Sheen was his advisor. Uh, Michael Douglas. Douglas. There you go. Maybe Mar- maybe Martin Sheen could be president because he was president in West Wing. There you go. Ah, uh, but he was already he's already president though. <laughs> just I just shut down my own answer. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I think I think Channel would have been a good movie to see. It would have been at least worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely would have seen it. I would, I would go see any of these, but that's just because I like Seinfeld. And if it's that movie from Seinfeld, yeah, I'm going to go see it because I want to see what these guys are talking about. And actually, somebody came out a little while ago and did movie posters for all of the movies. That, really? Yeah. <laughs> They actually did, yeah, and they put current uh, actors and actresses in the movies as opposed to the ones that were mentioned in uh, the show. So they actually turned out uh, pretty well. 
All right, so before we get to number one, yep, we're um, gonna go down the list. Been, this has been a lot of rambling. This will be a short episode, but that's okay. That's okay. If anybody's still listening, they're probably really glad. <laughs> number twelve is mean to an end. Is yep. it means to an end or mean to an end? Means to an end. Excuse me. Sorry, it wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, number eleven is Rochelle. Rochelle. Uh, number ten is Blimp. The Hindenburg story. <laughs> number nine, Cold Fusion. Number eight, Ponce de Leon. Number seven, Ponce de Leon. Ponce. Autocorrected. Yeah. Number <laughs> number seven, The Muted Heart. Number six, Mountain High. Number five, sack lunch. Number four, death blow. Number three, checkmate. And as we just spent way too much time on debating presidents. Everybody two, out of the channel! Number two, channel. <laughs> which leaves us with number one for, I think, no other reason than the fact that Harrison Ford was the Harrison main Ford character in it. Is Firestorm. Firestorm. Is the number one Seinfeld movie. And the reasoning is, is because it was mentioned more than just about any other movie. Everybody wanted to go see it. And everyone loved it. There, there's a scene where Jerry's walking out with uh, a friend uh, in the theater. They don't get the guy a name. It's, I guess, it's the black guy from Seinfeld because he was he was a black guy and he didn't they didn't give him a name. And so they're walking out. I was like, and he, what, and what did he say? He said, uh, "You called the film one hell of a picture." Which part are you at? No, right there. Where yeah, where they jump out of the plane and he was shooting back up in in at the plane while he was falling. And then he's like, "Oh, but what about that underwater escape?" And then they go to Susan's dad's house and he saw it and he said it was a hell of a picture. And he's like this really old guy. So if the young guys like Jerry and his friend liked it, and the old guy, you know, Susan's dad liked it, you you think it spans, you know, quite the. Uh, age range that and yeah. everybody's just going to go see this big blockbuster hit well plus it has harrison ford and it has harrison ford exactly so it's it's gonna it's just another one you know mid-90s harrison ford giant blockbusters so put it up there with like pelican brief and clear and present danger you know clear and present danger and uh, air force one patriot games yeah patriot games yeah all of, all of those uh psycho, it could be another jack ryan political movie. thrill yeah it could be another <laughs> jack ryan movie i'd, I'd buy that i definitely it could be, it could be I, a I, fictional yeah. jack ryan fictional movie yeah, I, I, I think that would be a, a very popular movie. And I and, and now and there's also uh, an actual movie called Firestorm starring Harry, Howie Long, but this movie came out before that. You mean, you mean Oakland Raider great Howie Long? Oakland Raider great turned actor Firestorm. Turned NFL on Fox. Yes. Uh, analyst. Yes. Howard Long. Howard Long, yes. And it's not it's not that movie. It's a different movie. It came out before that, so it's okay. Because they don't, they don't like to make uh, fake movies from real movies. So apparently this movie was also referenced in an episode of a different show, the Irish sitcom called Father Ted, <laughs> also references the Seinfeld movie. That's interesting. It's actually kind of neat yes. that it does span a multiple universe. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, unless they were referencing Seinfeld and then talking It says about... this movie was also mentioned in oh, an just episode. just a movie. Oh, I see. That's interesting. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harrison Ford is always a big budget guy, and he was the highest budgeted person that they mentioned in mm-hmm. all these movies. So yeah. he's going to easily gross two hundred million easily. And, I mean, this this would be coming off of what? This would be coming off of like uh, the Fugitive ninety six. All ninety six, he'd be almost done with all those movies. It'd be right before Air Force One. So yeah, so be, yeah, it'd be right in the middle of Harrison Ford mania. Yeah, right when he was became big again in the nineties after kind of tapering off a little bit in the eighties. I mean, he did the Indiana Jones movies. Well, and he then... did Indies, and Jedi was 83, and I think the last Indie uh, Raiders. I guess it was 83, excuse me, not 84, Raiders. 80, well, like, great. 6, 88, something 89 like that. 89 was uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade, yeah. So he was there all the way through the I 80s. I guess. And then he did Working Girl and all those. You never saw that movie? Let the river yeah. run. You know what we didn't do? 
we didn't do we didn't pick a vault episode we didn't pick a vault episode should we just do seinfeld pilot how seinfeld how seinfeld uh the episode that mentions this oh the firestorm the firestorm there you go okay we could do that uh the episode yeah okay so the vault spontaneous vault pick um i'm trying to figure out which one is is the more it's mentioned in one. it's mentioned in two episodes and we're gonna we're gonna have to try and find out which one is uh the more appropriate episode to throw or take from the vault i think it would be you think the rye i think the there's rye two is, episodes there's the rye the and there's the ep- engagement that's the 11th episode of the season this so we're trying to figure this out so bear with us this is, this is just this is just great podcast right here man <laughs> we'll just cut it all or or we won't um i think this i think this is the first mention of it okay so this might not be the one to go with i think i think it is the the one that you want to see though because that's the one where george wants to go see it and he ends up going to see um the other movie with uh, susan and that's when you see Jerry and his friend leaving the theater talking about how awesome it was. Yeah, but this is the one, yeah, so he doesn't see it because they see the Muted Heart instead. So actually, this is a good one because he talks about two movies. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we'll do... It's the first episode of season seven. Yep. Uh, the Engagement. It's very hard to find Seinfeld episodes, but if you have it, go ahead and watch uh, it. Crackle has a bunch. Um, you could get lucky. They Every month they release, geez, probably about six or seven episodes I think you probably Seinfeld. maybe find... That's in a nice little rotation. I think you can probably piece it together on YouTube, like mm-hmm. most episodes you can yep. do. Yep. Um, you can buy it. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, go ahead and watch it. I'm actually probably gonna watch this instead of Gotham now. Yeah, season seven. Lot. Season seven. It's, it's it's towards the end of this series. Um, but again, we we kind of uh gave you the summary of of uh what happens during this movie scene already when Jerry's really thrilled about it, but George is really upset because he has to go see a stupid chick flick with his with his fiance, and that's that's what makes it so funny because everybody's building up this movie around George. And he's the only one that hasn't seen it. And then he gets really mad at his soon-to-be father-in-law because he spoils the ending and George just loses it. So it's a it's a really great episode. And it's a fun one to watch. And it ties in beautifully with what we were talking about on our list. How do you like how that happened? How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? So next week, actually, we're going to probably deviate a bit from our regular scheduled list. programming. Um, we are going to do a, a podcast still, but it, I think it, we're going to spend most of the time recapping the Madison Comic Con. So yes. The, the inaugural Madison Comic Con is this weekend. This is, uh, this is the, the area, first year that it's in Madison. That would we're be so an, excited. That would be inaugural. That no, I'm good. just repeating what you said because <laughs> it's exciting. So it starts on when, uh, Friday the 6th. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm leaving through, work early. goes through February 8th. Uh, we'll be there at least two of the days, if not all three. Yes, at um, least. I have no previous engagements anymore than i need to get to so oh okay maybe we can record uh the movie thing that we're gonna try and do on sunday the movie thing with brian oh yes we do have we may have some other fun tidbits coming out on different mediums as well we keep talking about them and yeah we'll eventually get to that but we will it's good yeah, it's, uh, stuff right now i know i know everybody just wants more sweet 12 podcasts yes or different facets of it of course but yeah, this will be, um, it'll be kind of, we'll probably just spend most of the episode recapping and if, recapping. We might even do episodes from, well, we might, you know, we might record little, Comic-Con. little yeah. bits on our phone and right. piece them together and yeah. stuff. So yeah, we could, we could see it. We'll figure it out, but yeah, we won't have a list next week. It'll be probably just a review and react and I'm sure we'll a discussion come, on come Comic-Con. Yeah. To yeah. see what, uh, see what it's all about. I've never gone to a con before. This is going to be my first one. Um, I may or may not cosplay. I don't know. Um, and it would be Marty McFly, if anybody's wondering, from the 1985 uh, Back to the Future movie. Um, and then 
yeah, it's I, I don't know what to expect. I know there's a bunch of you know celebrities there and artists and comic books. It'll and it'll panels. It'll be interesting because it is the first year in Madison mm-hmm. and it is at the Alliance Energy Center, which isn't that big. No. But to be fair, there aren't many bigger places in Madison to hold conventions. I'm hoping that they didn't overestimate or underestimate how many people were going to come. Maybe. Maybe um, be too crowded. I don't think that they would keep selling tickets. I bet you that there, I mean, there's obviously a fire code. I heard for... the three-day tickets are already sold out. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. That's news to me. Um, But we'll see. I mean, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to. How are we going to get there? I'm not going to park at the Alliance Center, are you? Take, we can take a cab. Yeah, it might be best. That we don't have to worry about fighting for parking. And no. No, I'll just call a cab when we're leave. bus. You have a bus stop right down. Oh, but who that knows, the, the, but who knows take... the bus schedule? Yeah, well. You, the, but, but, yeah, I'll just the call inter, it. I'll, the interwebs yeah. gives you the bus schedule. We'll just call a cab. It'll be a lot easier that way. Call Uber. And I, yeah, Uber. exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Actually, I'm, I don't think they have the same rights as other cabs do, though. Not in Madison. Uber? Yeah. I use them all the time. Yeah, but they wouldn't get you into. Would they get you into the same areas that the cab would? That like sure. restricted areas? Hmm. Yeah, I don't see why not. Well, well, butter my britches. I have a coupon for like free Uber something or other. Oh, we should use that then, because I yeah, we can use I can it use. Might it might not be Uber. Too. It might be a different brand. I'll have to look. Yeah, that's fine. A different brand, like they're you know. Well, there's two. There's Lyft and there's Uber. There's another one too. I'm trying to remember the one that I get. I think I think I have one for a different one. That oh. might and it might not be in our area. It might be like San Fran only. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Can't use it here. No, no, probably not. If it's only it was like it, like the coupon said it was twenty tw- up to twenty free rides or twenty dollars. Hmm. I'm like, well, twenty rides would hopefully be more than twenty dollars. Yeah, where, <laughs> where, where you? Where am I riding to? Yeah, just just across the street. <laughs> You're really lazy. <laughs> you to go down to the corner store and get my get my gum. Yeah, exactly. Well, if there's any of you left, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, staying with us throughout this whole little over an hour now tweet um, us like us leave a review do anything you'd like to do please spread the word we are we're so glad that we do have people that are listening um and we will continue to do this because it is fun for us to have a a way to kind of just we, we promise the next week's podcast will be better than this one this was kind of a this well, is we a tough one in. it's kind of we're kind of going stir crazy this was a, this was a tough one to do i'm glad we did it because i wanted to do it and now that i see that we we finished it, but I'm not... Now that we did it... I'm not that thrilled. We're going to go back to standard lists after next week. So in two weeks, yeah. we'll be back in better than ever. With Maybe we'll do a top 12 list. of Comic-Con. Yeah, we could just list off the 12 best things of Comic-Con. Sure. Maybe not, maybe not do like 12 in order, but we could just say these are yeah. our 12 most okay. memorable things. So. Sure. We'll figure it out, but we'll be back better than ever next week, as always. As I'm, always. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. And take it easy. Done. <laughs> Hour and three minutes. That is our shortest one. Yeah, I can't believe we talked that much.